You're listening to Football Day with Mike and Jake on Dynasty Sports Empire. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to Football Day with Mike and Jake and Calvin. How's you guys Easter? I know. Too short. Full of eggs. Yeah, I think we went to one, two, we had like five houses we went to, so we have a lot of lot of candy, a lot of Easter baskets, a lot of trash, but I'm I glad mean, it's over. I sold a lot of pizzas. I can imagine. I, I got beat in uh, yard games by Mike's dad. True. <laughs> that guy's True. a master. He sure is. He's a master at something. You don't go face off with, my, with Mike's dad and win. <laughs> <laughs> we learned that at the 14 man draft. I mean, you're lucky if you are even awake after a couple hours in there. So yeah, you're not you're not lying. But we actually have we're gonna kind of just jump right to it. a lot of stuff to go over with some breaking news that happened today. I know Jake. Do you want to start off by that uh, that Sam Darnold trade that Woo! was that happened about two hours ago? Well, you want to highlight what it is, and I'll just tell you my so, my little piece of it. Sam Darnold today was finally traded. Finally, and Jets have moved on. Yeah, the Jets uh, traded Sam Darnold finally to the Panthers, which is interesting for Teddy Bridgewater. What they're going to do with him now? If they're going to deal him, or they're going to restructure that contract? Um, but I can see him on the move. But they got a 2021 sixth round pick, and a second and a fourth round pick in 2022. So I think the Jets just got a pretty decent haul for Sam Darnold. Was that a in second, my opinion, a fourth, a, a sixth? Yeah, a second, yes. a second, and a sixth next year. Second and a fourth or, next year. Yeah, second and a fourth next year, and then a sixth this year. Sixth this year, so we'll yeah, short term there. Now, yeah. now the interesting thing about that is, the Dolphins essentially did the same thing when they got rid of Gase. They obviously fired Gase. They hired a defensive-minded head coach. They traded their quarterback. Miami traded Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they traded their safeties that year. Two good safeties. Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick was traded, and the Jets traded Jamal Adams. Yep. Um, now this one, there's it's just speculation as of right now, but it's more than likely going to happen. Uh, they both drafted quarterbacks with a top five pick. Makes sense. And then, when you issue quarterback. Yep. And then that is when they, you do it. They both have uh, multiple firsts and seconds for the next year. It's basically just tracing the steps of the Adam Gase timeline. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's crazy. It's yeah, it's very similar. It's, yeah, it's interesting. That's creepy. And, and right, and so like you know, and following Tannehill afterwards, Jake, like him going to Tennessee, like, didn't necessarily mean, like, you know, it didn't seem anyways like Tannehill really was the real problem with Miami taking the next step. That was with the coaching. Well, and the other, the other thing that's real interesting about that is Tannehill was traded to Tennessee, who everyone seemed, everyone thought, you know, Marcus Mariota was there. Why are you trading for Tannehill? And as Mike pointed out, Teddy Bridgewater's over in Carolina. Yeah. Why are you trading for Darnold? Right. What's going on? And what did they do with Mariota in that situation? Uh, he played for part of the year, and then they and they flipped. Uh, they flipped. 
Yeah. So I could see them, what, restructuring Teddy Bridgewater, give him the first crack at it, and then short leash, yeah. here comes Sam Darnold. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it gives Sam, Tar- Sam Darnold a, an opportunity to kind of learn the Panther scheme and system. You know, right. He's such a young guy. He's going to be – this is his second team now. Um, and, yeah, Bridgewater, I believe, will be in a kind of a prove-it situation. And if not, like, you know, he's, he's going to be the next man out of Carolina, and he will go right. – either be a backup for some other team or restructure the contract and be a backup for while well, Sam Darnold tries to get a second opportunity with yep. mm-hmm. a little more put together like organization in my opinion. So I'd be very curious to see how he, how he handles it. I mean, they lost, they lost, who did Carolina? They lost Curtis Samuel. Yep. And they didn't lose very much. Who have they picked up? Like who's their, who's their playmakers? They have Donald, DJ Moore. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Yep. And, and obviously McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. Gonna blow it up. Yep. That ought to be interesting. They don't got I no mean, tight what's, ends. What's their yeah, like, tight end situation? Ian Thomas and <laughs> yeah. 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 That's about it. But yeah, I believe Ian so. Ian Thomas was supposed to be like at least Durfee had some hype on him. I yeah, I I had hype on him too. I was all over him, but didn't pan out. You know, and now one thing is the track record for Darnold, we don't have enough information uh or like uh, what you would call a we don't have enough a large sample size yeah we have a very very small sample size with sam darnold to really know was it hernandez was it darnold was it the jets that were crappy and so darnold was just a product of of what he was playing with uh so yeah it'll be interesting i personally i personally think that if you're playing under gaze that when you move teams it's a clean sheet we're just going to have an open mind because I think Sam Darnold is a pretty decent quarterback, but I just hate. I think he's smart. Yeah, I think Adam Gase brings he's, down your best players. He's definitely capable. I mean, yeah. you look at the resume of Adam Gase's players that played for him that left the team and were very, very good. Yeah, go on to be successful. So, so yeah, right. I think it's a great opportunity. Who do you guys think wins? The trade, uh, do you, I mean, or do you think it's pretty split? I'm curious to know what uh, you guys stand on that. Most definitely Carolina. Yeah. Short term, yeah. They gave up essentially nothing for possibly their quarterback of the future. Possibly right, franchise, cause, yeah. Because I, yeah, I would argue a second. Darnold's still young. You're only looking at the, the second is where you're kind of getting any, you know. That's the value in the trade is that second round pick, but that's yeah. next year. But Especially. Where, Sam, where was Sam Darnold drafted? Anybody know that? Like uh, what, what spot? Um, He was early, I thought. I know he was early. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Sam Darnold draft pick. I thought he was an early first. That's what I'm curious um, to know. He was a third overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically we have the one, three going for the a second, a fourth and a sixth. And at least if I analyze it from a dynasty perspective, I'd be like, no, you guys just heard me with my one, three. No way. Right. I want to give that up i understand where the right. jets are going and and probably quite honestly how much do you think sam darnold had to do with this no oh, yeah i mean you, know, you already know your job's taken so at least probably all up the the jets asses about like let me the fuck out right i don't know i think the jets most definitely lose it on this trade just because if you knew you wanted to trade darnold go trade him to the 49ers who just who just traded the the farm for uh, their pick from True. the Dolphins, I agree. They they really got the floor here, but in their defense, uh, you know, I, I just I don't know who 
they might have missed their opportunity. The Jets might have squandered an opportunity to squeeze and sell him high. And and I, it is kind of crazy seeing all these other prolific any any other quarterbacks that went like what the offer was. I mean, Russell Wilson's proven. I don't really want to put these guys in the same conversation yet, but it's pretty crazy the difference in value here. Uh, where I, I agree with you, Jake. I think the Panthers got great value. Like yeah, totally worth taking it to give up a second, a fourth, and a sixth to possibly get the face of your franchise instead of. Where the Jets spent the one three, they that's like insane capital uh, to lose out on, and I give props to the Panthers for pulling that off because I can't believe no other team offered a little more and gave the Jets something right. to think about. Right, right. and and the Panthers keep their first; they still yeah. get a top pick. That's what's crazy. Yeah, like the protected trades for like the Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, like they had. Christian McCaffrey, like all their first, yep. all the stuff for it. Now they still get a decent quarterback, I guess, but we'll see. Yeah, they and they get, keep all that. They get they get to add a quarterback to their roster and I mean, still possibly add a playmaker in their first round. Yes. Granted, I mean, and if that's the best you can get, I, I guess you take it. But this does also reveal some things about the draft, which we're going to get into. Um, yeah, as as that's like actually a good leeway money. point to it because it's it, obviously like everyone's going to know like the projected – top three skill position going off the board. So those are kind of just like, you just take it as, as it falls, but it what gets tricky and which helps you in like your dynasty leagues or just season long in general is just knowing the value, um, just good uh, situations that get drafted, whether it's receiver, tight end quarterback. And I think it's a good idea to go through last year's draft, kind of bypass the first round because I mean, like we just said, it's basically you kind of know what's going we on, know but see, Hilaire and CD Lamb, and right? We know the big names, and like, if, if you don't, I mean, and I, you know, playing Dynasty might not be for you. So we, we thought it was a better idea maybe to go through some of the back end of the second round and work our way. Yeah, back second and third round, and see, time. see what players went to what team and how it's how it's working out now. So um, I mean, we had to start by the beginning of the second round with T Higgins getting drafted into Cincinnati. And I mean, I think so far he's doing pretty fine. He's doing what fine. a steal! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had a <clears throat> slow beginning. No, he had a really fast beginning. He got hurt, right? I believe so. Yeah. Like he had a crazy like for fantasy. He was getting like dropping like twenty points for the first like four four weeks, and then he had that hamstring. Yeah, yeah. He had, uh, but, he had the injury that took him out, and Joe Burrow going down. Uh, T. Higgins was everything you wanted him to be at the back end of the. I mean, where do you guys have him going normally? I, I most of my consensus uh, sources have him going right around the end of the first, middle to the middle of the second, somewhere in that range is where he went last year. Yeah, that's about where we have it as yeah. well. And I think that that was as good of a hit as you're going to get. And I, I think that it's going to be exciting to watch him coming into the season with Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow can stay healthy, him and T. Higgins could be a, a pretty good tangent. And he doesn't. You know, he can play any position. T. Higgins can beat you from the slot. He can play the outside. He can play your – Right. You know, he can just pretty much do it all, and that's that's what you need. And he's actually – he might be a pretty decent sleeper. I haven't looked at ADPs yet, but I can see him falling in the draft a little bit just because he didn't have all the numbers last year because of his injury. And just him having the, the hammy in general might drop that down a little bit. But with Joe Burrow coming back, T. Higgins could be a really, really good value pick later in your draft. Yeah, and, and just a little side note there, like with the ability that Higgins has to move around, um, someone I'm pretty high on in PPR leagues would be uh, his counterpart uh, in 
God, why can't I think of his name off the top of my head when I freaking uh, Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd, yeah. <laughs> I have him in a couple of my draft or my leagues too, and my in my dynasties for PPR. And what I will say about that though, that makes me if you have to pick and you're sitting there looking like, well, which Cincinnati guy is going to blow up? I'm going to tell you to take T. Higgins all day. He's got the he's got the higher ceiling. Well, if you look at who plays in the slots, dude, you got like guys like Zach Pascal, right? Uh, that they can only play the slot. And what's known about guys that can only play the slot is there there's not many superstars in there. So if you're looking for that superstar type player, and you want to go like high, I wouldn't say I wouldn't even say high risk. You just want to pick a guy that has way more reward potential. It's going to be T. Higgins next year with mm-hmm. Cincinnati over the counterpart in Tyler Boyd. You can f- still find value with Tyler Boyd. But you don't want to pick him ahead of T. Higgins, and you don't want to pick him right. at eighty that average draft position. You'd wait, and if you get, you know, Tyler Boyd later on, that could have value. We just got to figure that. You, you, I would assume Tyler Boyd would be a few rounds ahead of T. Higgins. We're going to be drafting him in that wide receiver one category with other with with, yeah, with the other ones. So is a sneaky wide receiver one play for the year, but definitely one of the better better guys in the second round. Yep. Um, and what do you guys think about uh, – I'll start it off with uh, Darrington Evans out of Tennessee who really didn't see anything. He didn't even eat into the uh, – he couldn't get Derrick Henry off the field. Um, even in the passing down situations, Evans, you know, what he was kind of expected to do was take out. Yeah, didn't they bring in, uh, if I'm remembering right, a Nichols? Yeah, they brought in yeah. – yeah, they brought so in So Darrington Evans, yeah, he didn't even get many snaps. So is he a, is he a total to sell or I, you know, are you out on him? Well, I know, like, I'm pretty big, and he, he didn't look very good in the preseason either. Like, he wasn't blowing anybody away. I think for me, it would be a sell. I don't, I don't think so. I think if your roster has a taxi squad, which I know most dynasty leagues do, I think you hold just because, you know, 2020 was a weird year. I guess, they, yeah, the, you never know. The rookies didn't really get to practice with everybody. So it took, it took a lot, a lot of players longer to get a hold of the playbook. So I think he could possibly with a full season and then this off season under him, he possibly could get, get that second string role. If they don't address the running back spot at all this off season, this draft, and it's basically just Darrington Evans and obviously Henry, then it's a, it's a hold because that just tells everything you need to know. Cause if Henry, for some reason has those, uh, I think he has his muscle injuries or two years ago he had in training camp. We could see some, some decent run out of him. So that's a good point to make. Yeah. And one thing I'll add to that, because I'm also a hold with, with Evans. I know he didn't do anything year one. And I mean, you're, you're behind Derrick Henry and they brought in some help. My, my thing that I'll be interested is, is, you know, Henry, he has been the bell cow for uh, several years now at a unprecedented rate of touches per year. And most running backs, I mean, they, they can't continue that. So, you know, I'm not saying this is the year that I'm calling it that's saying that, hey, Henry's going to take a step back. But at some point, that volume starts to add up. And at some point, that's why I would hold Evans, because when and if that happens, it could really open the door. Yeah. It's just a matter of when that's going to happen, because it, it's not not going to happen. Derrick Henry can't possibly do this for another four or five years. I'm not saying to hold on to Evans for that long, but I damn sure would hold on to him for another year or two trying to fit, you know, in dynasty where you got that luxury usually with the spots. 
to see what happens because Tennessee is still primarily a running team, and I don't see them shifting gears and shifting directions there unless you see a big coaching staff overturn. Um, yeah, that's a good point. point. Then you could go and sell them. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because uh, you're going to keep the same scheme. So if Derrick so, Henry goes down, I don't see them moving the playbook too much. Let's keep it on the running back. How about Joshua Kelly? Oh, uh, that's a uh... – well, I I personally don't like him. <laughs> Me, so, I, 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 so I think I as, a, as a player, I don't like. So I'm, I, don't I like think him I'm selling him. I think he's a bad running back. I don't know. I like him as a player, but I don't. He's not an all. He won't be an all pro back. Like he's not gonna be the. He's not the guy that you're like. Well, I can't wait till Derrick Henry gets out because then he's gonna be the bell cut. Like that's never gonna well, happen for him. So he's for 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 me. For Josh Kelly, I think he had plenty of opportunity last year to make a name for himself and and solidify himself. Shitty in, line in the, though. Right. I mean, that's, that's also true. That. But that bodes for everybody. Right. You know. Yeah, it's, uh, Austin, Austin Eckler is going to have a yeah, huge year. I think that's who reaps the best. Dude, that dude's like, a beast. He's the one that you'll find the most value behind that is improved line. Give me Eckler as a – Yep. Should I dare yep. say it? Like, so is there anybody we could compare? Who would we – so if you got Eckler or uh, – I don't I compare people. Eckler to Christian McCaffrey, like a great value yeah. version, like a Walmart uh, brand. Christian McCaffrey or Elvin Kamara? Like so you, catches them, a... you guys are saying top five. Well, no, just comparing them to oh, those players. Like, Same play it. style. I don't maybe a top yeah. ten running back. Do you think? Uh, put it like this: a lot of a lot of people are gonna be making a decision. Uh, would you say Austin Eckler is going to be a top ten running back this year, fantasy wise? Yes. He'll be right around there for yeah. sure. So okay, That's I it. think the, the the PPR point part of his game is what's gonna help him the most. <clears throat> And not only that, but he's still like one of the the few three down backs in the NFL left. Because yeah. whenever he's and, on the field, the, he, the fact he, that he, can he gets do all it snaps all means he can. Right, your team is in shotgun and you're on the goal line, and you could still score. He's basically yeah. a Miles Sanders on steroids, essentially. Like they play the exact same way; they both catch, they both run, but Eckler just does it all better. And I don't know if you guys mind if I jump around here. I know we said we weren't going to talk about a premier player, but. A lot of people, I think they're overreacting to uh, Edwards Hilaire. I think I think he, I think he's going to drop down. And... Well, not that <laughs> he's not going to go up. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Was he like three I'm overall last year? Though I'm saying significantly. If you look at, oh, he's going to be a he's going to be a back end of the second round. I think. Yeah, and I think I, I mean I, I think that's I think that's overreacting. I think he's dropping too far. I would just like to point out. Mike knows this. Last year, yeah, we in, called it in uh, regular drafts, not just a dynasty. Everyone was drafted him probably right around like Top one, five. one five, one six. Yeah, Which I told I everyone that's high. way too early. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not saying what he, where he was was where he needed to be or where he should be this year. Um, but I think there's a happy medium there. If I'm in the middle of the second round with the, the two five, two six, and a redraft. Uh, and I, I'm sitting there, and I already got like Zeke Elliott, and I, I'm bringing on Alaire as a as a back two, and and hey, a little my my dynasty up. hopes you're right. He's I'm gonna good. throw something at you though. <laughs> I'm gonna throw something at you and see if see if you love this stat. So the average uh, I looked at some stats. Uh, the average touches for running backs to touchdown ratio to score right. A lot of the running backs fall along the about 25 touches on average to a touchdown. Edwards Hilaire, and, and looking at the stat, Edwards Hilaire, 42 touches to a touchdown in Kansas City. Of course, they got a lot of options. That's part of it. 
but my money says there's no way that 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 is not going to stay there. And I'm not saying it's going to jump to 25, but it damn sure won't be 40. I'd be willing to bet that it's going to be about 30 to 35, which means if he falls to the end of the second with that ratio going in the positive, take him. Yeah, I mean, you just go back to the general. You got a Kansas City chief starter. In that offense, that and that's, catch that's the ball. And that's that sophomore year, too, man. And I, I, I really do think – I'm thinking bounce back, but I'm not saying t- – I'm not putting – I would not be, oh, well, if you're at the 1-5, now you should take him. No. True, true. I just think that he's one of them that I think that, like, when I say overreacting, I mean that he is sliding so far that I'm like, ah, uh, give me yeah. that guy in the middle of that slide. Right. True. All well, right. we have about five minutes until we jump to the next segment, so let's we'll uh... – All right, I, I got a player for you guys. What are you guys doing with K.J. Hamler? Ooh. Ooh. I'm not. I like Tim Patrick. Cortland Sutton's coming back. He's right now. I got him as the number four target there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got, you, I you mean, got Noah Fant. No you f- got Sutton coming back. Like you said, Tim Patrick. And you still need a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't buy him at all. I even holding him seems. I mean, if you're really desperate, I guess, and then really late in drafts. I, I'd I think a hole could be decent because they got a nice like young well, core of receivers and all it takes is for a hell of a burner. I, be, I I believe that this is Courtin Sutton Sutton's uh, contract, contract year. year. Yeah, and they decided to move on from the draft. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so a hold is is an interesting play. I don't know that I'm buying him though. I'd probably let him go because I still don't like that offense. I mean, if you could offer, let, let's let's a typical trade though is going to be what a, I got offered a third round pick in the rookie draft for him, and I, I turned that down. Yeah, right. So I, I, yeah, I turned it down. Sell him there at the third, or because that's about what he's going to go for. Are you going to sell him for a third? You're going to pick up a third, you know? And right. Pick a change really quick if you're really if you're in a league that's not a super flex or something, and you really need a quarterback, and maybe you could find a sleeper back in the back in the third round where some mm-hmm. of the after the top five quarterbacks go that's where they're usually being taken is in the third round and you got a guy you like, maybe then you make that trade. But I, yeah. I, I would hold if it was a third offered for Hamler and I had Hamler, I'd hold Hamler. True. And I know for mine, this kind of, this one's really interesting for me is in the, the back half of that second round last year, the Rams got Van Jefferson. I actually really like I him it. in the back year of draft because he picked it up towards the end of the season last year. He was used in the playoffs he caught a touchdown too, I believe. African, he can zip it deep, baby. Yeah, yep. not only that, but they they lost Josh Reynolds, and Josh Reynolds oh. played a lot of snaps, right. and I'm that's gonna all go to my guy. That's one of my guys for this year coming up. Van uh, Jefferson, a little secret right there, but that's that's one of my. I'm I'm yeah. super hyped for Van Jefferson. You guys, and then, I mean, I don't know, but that's definitely a target of mine. Yeah, he's and if you just look at Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, and and uh, and. Uh, and Robert Woods, they're not exactly always healthy they're not either. Reliable. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they're not they're not always on the field. Because I've known a bunch of situations where I'm yeah. playing Josh Reynolds and DFS and stream him in season long because he's getting spot starts and he plays well in it. And yeah, okay. like you said, with Matt Stafford there, Matt Stafford. I like that situation. So Van Jefferson, 100 uh, percent target. Um, I mean, there's more like the middle of the second. I mean, Chase Claypool that. I was just about Chase Claypool. I mean, I, w- I thought that they would get rid of Juju and not re-sign him this year because they have Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, yep. James Washington. And while but, we're on Pittsburgh, I mean, I-, I think a sell for me, Anthony McFarlane. 
Gilbert, I think he's I don't I'm, mm-hmm. I I don't think he's gonna do anything or amount to much. It's kind of like a Joshua Kelly situation to me. And he, last year was his year to do it because yeah. I mean everyone got got a crack at running back <laughs> yeah, last year. Right. But anywhere, I I got one more for you guys. Lay it out. What are you guys doing with uh, Brian Edwards? Ah, good one, good one. Um, From Oakland, yeah. There was there was so much hype on him. And Brian then, Edwards and Henry Ruggs, and both. then he decided to just get hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every yeah. everyone I I know was hard to on call him. right now. When we get the post draft, maybe we know a little more about how the the raid, how the how the how Las Vegas is feeling about that situation. If they go draft some, do they go get another receiver? I think right now I'm, I don't. I think right now I'm holding them. I'd for sure hold them if you had them. Like these are these are definitely holds. I think the only ones that like we could sell. What about? Uh, um, yeah, I think we've talked about the ones that you could sell. Uh, McFarland, I would, I would, I wouldn't even have to sell him. I don't think you can get a third for him. But a lot of these guys <laughs> are holds in their in their sophomore season. I feel like. Is there anybody that you guys would just toss away out of them picks? Uh, um, Zach well, Moss. I was about to say Zach, Zach Moss. Moss. I'm, I'm tossing him in the garbage. One guy I'm at, I'm going to. Sell if I have any shares, Jalen Rager. Yeah, I'm I'm actually an owner of him, so I'm I'm feeling the burn with him. I would. I yeah. think with Rager, you're you're gonna get more zero point games than you're getting eighteen. Yeah, points. he reminds he reminds me too much of a Deshaun Jackson type right now. He's a DFS guy, and he's gonna yep. continually have hamstring injuries. I think so too. Someone that I'm buying that's late that not a lot of people are talking about. Uh, since I got a sleeper tight end for the later on in the show, also I'll give my sleeper tight end uh, kind of feel for uh, depending on what New Orleans does. Uh, Troutman, Adam Troutman for New Orleans. Mm. They got rid of Jared Cook, and Troutman's just kind of sitting over there, like in a sophomore season. Uh, I, I think there might be something there that that New Orleans is telling us that Troutman was supposed to be pretty good, second tight end no. in the draft last year, second best. Behind Cole Komet. And uh, yeah, he's forgotten like, about for sure. He's he could be really guy. sneaky. Sneaky tight end, and we're always waiting on another tight end to, to break out. Unless Jameis Winston becomes a starter and they move Taysom Hill to their tight end. <laughs> back back to his roots. <laughs> Mike, you oh, are. Oh, man. Well, let me, one more sell for me is going to be Denzel Mims. I'm not a big fan of him or jet receivers in general. Um, yeah, I mean they don't got a quarterback now. They'll, they'll settle yeah. that at the draft, but I think again we're going to put a quarterback, a young quarterback, in a bad situation, and then like, right. who are we going to blame? Right. The Jets or, or Zach Wilson? Sorry, and then I didn't mean to give out information about what I'm going to be talking about here in a couple minutes. <laughs> Trying to. Th- any other buyer sells you guys have that you want to shoot up before um, we move on? There's names. I mean, I know obviously like uh, J.K. Justin Dobbins Herbert is obviously went? a great one. Yeah, who's Justin Herbert? Yeah, yeah right. right. No, but he went. He went like in the third round. Like, it was a huge, uh, huge play up there. But would you say you, you went uh, opposite there? You took on uh, Dobbins. Yeah, Dobbins is a a good one. Um, yeah. What was it? Someone asked me if I'd take like out of three guys. I think it was J.K. Dobbins, D- uh, D.J. Swift. Or, oh, I forget the third guy. But even those two, J.K. Dobbins or, or Swift, who would you I'm pick? a big Swift fan. Yeah, I'm taking Swift. I can't do it. I'll, I'm gonna go only only because I can't trust Lamar Jackson's going to hand the ball off to Dobbins. 
and they but you they are still trusting, you are they still the seem to like to give you fantasy like great fantasy value when they've have not shown to be able to do that out of the now DeAndre Swift is super talented probably the best talent. They they are good though at at, at uh, garbage time points. Yes. Yeah, they're all right. And, but J.K. Dobbins, like I, I believe in the organization of the Ravens to uh, they they've produced fantasy relevant, very good right. running backs for a long time. And yeah, and they're really good at producing multiple. But there's and no the shame same in year. Swift there. I, I understand you guys. Like the upside is there, and I want to believe it, but I can't believe the Lions. Harbaugh seems to have a hard on for Gus Edwards, so I True. I can't you trust said Gus Bus. Yeah, I can't trust Dobbins to get a full load of you know the work in the backfield. But Swift, he's gonna be able to. He's gonna be out there, or he should be out there all three downs, unless nah, not too much. I mean, Aaron Aaron Jones was able to put up great numbers with Jamal Williams. Yeah, with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and the Green Bay Packers playing teams like yeah. the Lions twice a year. That's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to shit on you. I'm I just love, saying. I, they, I love that's how that's a good debate. Though. Jamal I think that's Jamal Williams. Are gonna have Jamal Williams play. never really ate that much into Aaron Jones' uh, rushes. He was he he had a lot of receiving yards. Yeah, and that's where that's kind of where I'm like that's where I I do feel Swift Swift where Swift yeah, where everything. J K J K Dobbins and Gus Edwards get around 14 touches a game. I also think a lot of the Jamal Williams touches was due to the lack of a receiving that receivers the Packers had. So it was a lot of this design running uh, runs that were passes to the to the running backs. Yeah, it, Jamal Williams' big games with the Packers were when the wide receivers were hurt. But let's. Who wants to go first with their with their deeper sleepers for the for the rookie draft coming up? Starting off with that, the deep sleepers right away. Well, we can do whatever. We'll start talking about what we like for this year for the draft. I know I I read into it a lot on one, but I'll wait to share that one. I mean, my my very favorite. I'm not gonna talk a lot about it because I'm Javante Williams is by far my favorite uh, player to take in fantasy out of this draft that you'll be able to have a decent shot at getting him. He's going to be the third running back off the board, so you may be able to, to, to grab him depending on the spot that he lands. But for Dynasty, he might be my number one my number one guy, which is kind of crazy to think of, but I'm really, really high on Javante Williams. So, Cal, you want to start it off? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think uh, one thing that we talked about earlier was that the, the Jets kind of – revealed their hand here um and and they're all in on a on a quarterback with their one two i think we all can agree on that yep um i have it being zach wilson obviously because i think trevor lawrence is going to be going number one yep uh and i'm kind of stealing Durfee's thunder here because he couldn't be with us tonight but and i and i know he's gonna hate hearing this later when he listens to this he's probably gonna call me and say fuck you <laughs> but I, I've, I, I'm hopeful that they don't do this. But I think after the pro day and, and stuff, I think San Fran's gonna go ahead and snag Fields. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like it. I wouldn't do it if I was San Fran. Wouldn't fall for that. But I, I do think that's uh, hopefully. I know Mike's gonna be... cringe, dude. He hates he hates quarterbacks that come out of uh, Ohio, yeah, Ohio State. State. Ohio State. Yeah, we heard it last week. 
Um, I feel like they're going to be put in that situation where they feel obligated that they have to take them. <laughs> but my my guy of the draft, uh, one of the guys, I mean, I, I'm not saying he's going to be the best out of the class, but I am very high on where you can get this guy. And landing spot dependent, of course, but I, I do love Rashad Bateman. Um, he had a I love him. He, I know. I, I, I talked a little bit about him in uh, – Couple in one, ago. Yeah, in one of our first podcasts. I love Rashad Bateman. I've, I've been in love with him. I told Mike this when I looked at tape last year because it was the first year I really started analyzing tape on wide receivers. So I, I have a system. Well, I have a system that I have developed now where I do it. And I watch I watch some I watch film for a good few hours on all the receivers last year. And CeeDee Lamb was the guy that I was like, yep, that's the man. Like, this was before Combine, and then the Combine happened, and he went from ninth to first. And I was like, fuck the Combine. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, took my guy and made him horrible. And uh, we haven't gotten there yet with Bateman, but, like, everything I see on this guy is just really fucking good. And then his pro day, just, I watched that, and I was just in awe. I was like, this this guy yeah. is, like, he, he runs out there, phenomenal route runner, very crisp routes great hands. I mean, you could give the same thing I said about Lamb the year before is that Bateman, you could throw a ball, give him a, give him a Trent Dilfer, give him an average quarterback, give him a Trubisky. He, he can do something with that. Like he doesn't need to have, I mean, it helps. Obviously it always helps having great talent at quarterback position to make you play better at wide receiver, but the guy can just go up and, and get contested catches. He can get separation. He can run the routes. You're asking him to run on a dime. And, and I just, I can't find, many things that I dislike about him. And that's what I like about him so much. I am projecting that uh, someone like Philly that we were just talking about with Rager and missing hard there. I think they might be looking at getting a Rashad Bateman, something to, to jump fire their offense. But Bateman the is one guy. And I'm, I'm, that's, that's cool that you guys are on board with that. Uh, what I like, what I like more about Bateman is his quarterback was Tanner Morgan, yeah, which was... doesn't have an uh, NFL future. And yeah, he was able was to put his about. name, and that's gonna be when I talk about my guy. That's a big part of it too. Is I like I like these receivers that don't have a like a, a quarterback with that NFL potential that's throwing the ball. Yeah. And if you can put your name on that list and put you put you in that starlight, like that's that's huge for that receiver because like we can see with like Alabama quarterbacks, it's it's easy to be touted highly as an Alabama quarterback because you have NFL talent all around you. Yeah, it's harder to be a receiver playing for a quarterback that has no future in the NFL. I agree. Playing against NFL, like NFL potential defense, uh, defensive players. Yeah. So that's another reason I really like Bateman. And that, that, that kind of adds, I mean, that, that highlights what I was, uh, or add to what I was saying about like the quarterback play here for this guy doesn't, that makes more landing spots available for where he's, you know, to obviously it gets better as the quarterback play goes up, but right. You know, you could, I wouldn't be, scared where you might get him where people are probably going to slide him down the draft board because he's with a crap team and a crap quarterback right. and I'd be like well you know he's still worth a good hold and getting him right semi late I expect him to probably go late first uh early second is one of those guys where you get like where we got yep. Michael Pittman last year we got T. Yeah, Higgins, T. Higgins Michael Hip yeah right in that area put him in that that bracket is where I kind of got him sitting and I, I love Perfect. him there um Jake, you had a receiver too, I think, on your list. Yeah, yeah. My receiver is uh, Rondell Moore. Now, he's he's an interesting one. He's really hard to uh, really really see where he's gonna go. So he's 
going to be a primarily a slot receiver. Um, he's ridiculously strong. Dude squats 600 pounds. He, he's I don't really, really fast. Yeah. He ran a, uh, four, two, nine. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but that's only a 0.01 away from Tyreek Hill. Yep. So, uh, some of, some of the cons, yeah, super fast. He's like a cheetah. Some of the cons he has, he's got bad hands. He's, He's not trustworthy catching the ball. He, if he catches the ball, he might fumble it. He's just he's got bad hands, but he can really make people miss. He's a lot of fun to watch in the uh, in open field and everything. Um, some player comps I I came up with. You know, obviously I I mentioned him, Tyreek Hill. He reminds me a lot of him, but obviously Tyreek Hill has better hands. He he can hold on to the ball and everything. Yeah. Um, so currently I'm projecting him more like a Deontay Johnson just because, as we know, last Very year typical. Deontay Johnson got benched because he couldn't – he fumbled, I believe, three times in a game. He couldn't yeah. hold on to a ball. So that's that's more of a comparable – Sometimes you just figure it out eventually. Yeah. Um, I got him going – he's more than likely going in the second round. Uh, possible destinations, 49ers or Arizona. Um, he's, he's just a player that's going to be fun to watch. He's got, you know, you get him the ball out in a bubble screen or something. Just out, what the Bears uh, try to do yeah. with Devin Hester when yeah. Devin Hester yeah. turned to a receiver. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He, he, he'd be fun to watch in the open field in the NFL, and I think that's how he's going to make his career. Yeah. Just got to get more reliable hands. Where do you see him getting drafted? Like, uh, you're looking at, like, the back end of the first in the, in, like, the real NFL draft? Or are you looking at, do you think? Uh, that's, that's, yeah, in the, I, I don't think he makes it to the back end of the first. I think he, no, I, think he's a I, one I don't, I don't think he goes earlier than the back end. I think he really goes, uh, second round. Okay. So you, okay. So you and, think, opposite of what I was just saying. So you're thinking, yeah. About, yeah, I said it wrong. My I think bad. he might yeah. like someone who's got the 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 thirty second pick actually right at the end of the first. Like, what makes it intriguing for Tampa Bay to make that draft pick right there, the guy for Rondell Moore, is if they don't resign Antonio Brown. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I could see that. You know, that I mean, I'm not saying for sure. Like that, obviously, right? It's, nothing's for sure. But I, if he was to go in the first, that's kind of where I got him in the between thirty second and early sec day two. Yep. True, true. So we have about three minutes left, so I'm going to throw out mine real quick. I'll quick bullet point it, but this is this is more of a sleeper that I think is going to go probably in the third round or later. Um, I don't know if you guys know him too much. He's a receiver out of Memphis, DeMonte Coxie. Ooh, um, I like him a lot. He's, Jake knows him because Jake's all over your nuts. But Yeah. He's, he, he only played two games last year. What's the name um, again? But DeMonte, DeMonte Coxie. Played him a lot in DFS. Well, I know so, I like him. DeMonte Coxie. Yeah. Yeah, so right out of high school, he uh, he had scholarships for all over the place. We basically had to pick his school to go to. Um, and he, he actually picked LSU because that's where he's from. But Alabama was second on his list, and they were highly recruiting him. But unfortunately, right at, in uh, his senior year of high school, he tore his meniscus. Uh, doing a triple jump at the track at his track uh, meet, um, so because of that, he lost all of his scholarships. Like LSU backed out, Alabama backed out, everyone basically did except for Memphis. Uh, except for Memphis. So, he's got so a good, good story coming behind him. Yeah, so he's, so he, he joined Memphis. Obviously, um, in the first year he joined it, he he happened to uh, not be able to get 
the WR1 spot because I don't know if you heard, but uh, Anthony Miller, um, he was their WR1, and he set basically all the school's records for receiver for receiving. Didn't translate in the NFL, but he, yeah. he killed it in college. And the, the two years that he did play, he was very close to, to overtaking Anthony Miller in all of in uh, all of his records except for touchdowns. Um, Anthony Miller had way more touchdowns than he could have had, but he was very close in uh, yardage as well as receptions. And uh, once, uh, or um, the only thing with uh, Coxie though, he doesn't really blow you away with any like uh, pro day categories. He's just basically just an average receiver. Um, he, but he's six. He's six three, two hundred pounds, and he, he. I mean, he's a he's a baller. What I like, I was t- talking about earlier is I like to, I like receivers that don't have NFL caliber quarterbacks with them. Um, he played with with Brady White, um, who's going to get drafted, I'm sure, as a backup quarterback. But he's not going to go very much farther than that. And uh, what I like to think is just imagine if uh, Coxie actually stuck and he he played with he didn't he didn't tear his meniscus and he played in LSU. He would. Uh, or Alabama, but he was committed to LSU. So can you imagine him playing with uh, Joe Burrow? Uh, where would his draft stock be right now? It Captain wouldn't be. Herbert. Yeah, it wouldn't be where he's where he's projected to go at the end of the third round, maybe the fourth. He would uh he'd be a little bit higher in my opinion. <laughs> so I really like uh, Coxie uh, for dynasties. If you're looking like your third round pick or second end of the second, but he's a he's a pretty good sleeper of mine. No, yeah, I like it. I like I like hearing about a good feel good story too about you know basically getting injured and nobody everybody turned their backs. I mean, right? Like, everyone canceled their scholarships to him. It's not like bad on those schools for doing that and like but losing all your scholarships and then still being able to get yourself ready for an NFL draft and a uh, right for shot. This is it's got a good good feel to it if that if that does turn out and if it gets a decent quarterback. That can right, exactly. Well. I like exactly. It. Anyone else got anything to spit well, out quick? I got a quick sleeper. He's going to be going uh, most likely in the uh, third day of the draft. So fourth through the seventh round. Uh, Daz Daz Newsom. He's a slot receiver out of North Carolina. You guys both Um, receivers. Only only problem with him, he only played slot at North Carolina. So he's not versatile. So his route Um, is a little bit rough. He's not quick. I think he he runs like a four five four six. Um, so as Cal just pointed out, his route running needs a lot of work. Um, but he's got great acceleration, not afraid of contact. Um, most teams are gonna look at him just because he's a great special teams player. I was gonna say but, I was gonna add that to your your repertoire. It's something that definitely will add to his his draft guys. He he was a special teams player in college, right? Yeah. 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 And from a DFS perspective, he was the one that he would either get you five or six points, or he would get you thirty-five yeah, points. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a very it, which was weird because normally your boomer bus plays are they're speedsters, and right. he was a slot receiver, but he always seemed to make big plays. So he can also make people miss. Obviously, you need to have that capability as a special teams player. Uh, just, just someone to look into. And yeah, he played for a run, a run first team. Yeah, I mean they have two really, true. really good running backs on their yeah. squad. Two running backs that should get drafted, I believe. Well, yeah, Javante Williams for sure is getting drafted, and then their their little speedster. I forgot his name. I can't remember either. But anyway, Cal, what do you got? I went uh, a little bit against the grain. I took a tight end, uh, Tommy Tremble. Ooh, yeah, I like I like I him with him. Uh, he's uh, 
prospect out of Notre Dame. He's uh, mostly going to be uh, what I I expect him to be the best uh, blocking tight end that the draft has to offer. He kind of got snuck behind uh, Cole Komet uh, for yep. a couple of years, and that pretty much stopped him from being like you know being a big pass prolific tight end, but. I do think it is very dependent, uh, since we're doing a little quick spiel on this, uh, it's very dependent on where he goes, though. Um, you know, if, if a team like the Ravens gets him and puts him more into that fullback position, because that could really happen with him, he could be – he's kind of got a George Kittle prototype. Mm. And, and so George Kittle kind of came in the league like that, and I kind of see a lot of that. That's I'm not saying he's going to be the next George Kittle, but I think a lot of teams are going to have a lot of interest in him because of his blocking capabilities – and then with the right. right creative mind, if he goes to somewhere like Green Bay or Buffalo, I would love uh, he would he would slide up in my draft. Uh, yeah, if he even care even uh, Arizona needs a tight end, you know. So it's it's kind of looking at how teams utilize those those H back type build tight ends, and this guy this guy can kind of do all of that. And I, I think with the right landing spot, he becomes a very intriguing tight end that probably takes over the tight end two spot of the draft because nobody's going to take it from Kyle Pitts. I don't care who you are. Kelsey yeah. would be – I mean, I would never say that that – like I would never put the two in the same bracket right now, but like Kelsey would have trouble knocking Pitts from the tight end. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, people yeah. People are talking I'm... about him. But, yeah, Tommy Tremble's my guy for, for a very – sneaky tight end two of the draft if you you know you're not going to get pits because you don't have a, a top pick in right. the dynasties tommy tremble is in the right landing line, line, spot is is definitely worth a look and and you know just make sure he's not going to a team that has a habit of turning these utility tight ends into just nothing but a glorified blocker for your passing game and your running game and then you'll be in right shape. so right give him a, a shanahan type mindset and you're like wow what else can i do with this guy how can i open his gameplay up and that's that's what you're gonna get out of tommy tremble yep 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 i like it well we'll continue this next week do some more college player profiles and get ready for the draft that's coming up in Absolutely. a couple weeks it's less than a month away so Hell yeah be ready for the live the live uh podcast with that with we'll have probably about five or six guys Day coming one. in and out of here it's coming it's baby. gonna be yeah, it's going to be it's a lot of fun. So come, come appreciate you for you guys listening. Come on to DynastySportsEmpire.com. Join up on some football leagues that are be opening up now. And as always, cheers, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah.